It's another session with the Tri-Tech Games Podcast, starring Bruce, John, Peter, Trav, Pixie, and our ever-loving, ever-grooving, Richard Tohoka. So sit back and groove with us cats as we spin another session of the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. Is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. This is Pixie. <laughs> Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast where if you have a heavy heart and you don't know what to do and you're feeling kind of blue, we'll show you what to do. Because... Sometimes things just have to end. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend, the end. You're scaring the audience. You're scaring the audience. <laughs> this week we are talking about campaign endings. Because as my wife is, it always likes to say, everything has a shelf life. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm sure she does mean everything. <laughs> exactly. In every life, in every game, in every campaign, in every gaming group, there may come a time when things need to change. Yeah, sometimes the change is really radical, like it needs to end. Maybe that it, maybe something radical needs where everything needs to be changed up. Like you know, somebody else be the GM for the first time in ten years. <laughs> Just campaigns end, and they end for a lot of reasons. And we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it about how if you are going to end a campaign, what are the ways you can do it that makes makes it the best, makes it the best resolution, the best goodbye. Because that's what we're talking about, is saying goodbye to your campaign and how to do it in a way that's awesome. Because that's what we're about here to try to take games podcast. Making your game awesome. And whether or not... Or, or the you, phrase, hey Bruce, the phrase you haven't used in a while, bring in the awesome. Bring in the awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and and let's let's reiterate the fact that it's not the GM's job to bring the awesome. It's not the player's job to bring the awesome. It's everybody's... Yeah, job to bring the awesome. <laughs> okay. Which is one of the reasons why campaigns end. Right. Because only one person has been bringing the awesome. Well, let's assume that it isn't one of those, you know, it's, it's not one of that. Right. So let's talk about, you know, why this happens. Okay. Well, you know, and like I said, we're not, you know, Let's let's not talk about the you know go softly into the good night where basically you know all of a sudden it just seems like there's less and less players until there's no players at all. Okay, you know if that's happening, then then the, we're talking that that's not necessarily a reason to end the campaign. It may be a reason to change the campaign. Okay, or you know as I say maybe it is, but the, one of the reasons is is that key players are moving away and not available. There, you know, there's been a divorce. Someone is everybody graduated school. I mean, that happens to a lot of gaming groups in college. Everybody graduated. Everybody goes to different parts of the country. You know, you try to keep it together a little ways with Skype, but yeah, it just doesn't work. So, yeah, maybe you've lost half your group. Okay, you've probably lost half your players for a variety of. Variations on those reasons. Don't just leave it in the middle. 
No, she's it's had just, campaigns just, where they just end. You don't wrap them up, but the groups fall apart. So that's not so much a campaign ending. Right. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that, Josie. We're going to talk about what do you do when you can see the handwriting on the wall, you know, when, you know, when, when the, you know, the, the, the black cat has walked too many times across your path, you know, that, you know, that, that everybody has, gets the same message, you know, in their uh, fortune cookie. And it is get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think and we're not talking about dysfunctional players because. Oops, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we've already talked about dysfunctional players before in an earlier podcast. No, we're really talking about where under the, you know, the, 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 there's everybody under the best of intentions. This is happening. Okay. We're not talking about where there's something that needs to get fixed. We're talking about where it's over it's, or it's coming. The end is coming. And what do you do to make it right, to make it good, you know? Like I said, in my case, I was in the army, and well, I got shipped to Germany, uh, you know. And the other guys got shipped elsewhere, and that pretty much broke up our gaming group. We all knew it was coming. We all knew the dates that we were going to get shipped out. So yeah, we did our best to put a, put a cherry on top and end it. But you know, stuff like that happens. <sighs> anyway, so like I said, so key players are moving away and not available. All right, so and this happens. It's it's just part of life. You know, there's. Uh, I've people who say that you know I've been running the same campaign for the past twenty years, and I've been and I can say that in my D and D game I've been running the same game world for the past thirty five years, but uh, definitely not with the same players. So you know that happens. You know, um, and may, and for the GM maybe he just continues on the same campaign. It just brings in new players, and for him it doesn't change. Okay, <clears throat> but. It does change because, you know, if you replaced all of the uh, uh, characters uh, uh, on your favorite television show with new characters, you wouldn't call it the same show anymore. So, you know, like Star Trek's a good example of that. You know, original series, not the same thing as Next Gen, certainly not the same thing as Deep Space, uh, sorry, not, uh, yeah, Deep Space Nine. And certainly not the reboot with the same characters as the original series. <laughs> Right. Well, that's getting a new GM too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so okay. So putting that um, putting that aside, let's let's move on to the second reason. Okay, why it happens, which is GM burnout. Okay, uh, I've run into that myself. You know, I never thought it was going to happen, but you know, I just was running, have been literally running games for 10, 15 years, and said, you know, I really want to play a little bit. I'm tired of this. And uh, all the key information was in my head. I didn't have it written down. I didn't do a good job of keeping notes. There was nobody who was able to step in and replace me. And frankly, nobody else wanted to step in and replace me in my own campaign. So we had, you know, we, we basically said, well, we, we either have to put, you know, we, we have to put this aside, which really meant that it was going away, you know, and, you know, because. If we did pick it back up again, it was probably going to be different, you know, because uh, there were new additions coming out <laughs> that were radically different than the previous ones. Has, has that happened to any of you guys that you literally just got burned out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. If you're a game master for more than a couple of years, I think burnout is a reality. Just you get tired of doing the same thing week after week or just – you run out of yeah. You run out of ideas. You're just like okay, I, I'm tap dry on plot lines, and you end up start reusing them, and that's when the players start realizing it, and then you're like, it may not even be that you're burned out on ideas. Maybe you're just burned out on doing it. Like you don't want to prep something every week for the group to play, and then be responsible, and have and also have everybody's ire when you. Uh, you know, you screw things up or you, you didn't put in enough clues or you didn't follow through on that clue that you put in that you meant to follow through with, but you didn't take the right notes and blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of to keep track of. Uh, and the players have a lot more freedom than you do to, to not have to remember things. Yeah, it isn't always intuitively obvious. Yeah. Pixie's laughing because yeah. she's our she's my note taker in all three of my camp. She's in all three of my gaming group. <laughs> 
So yeah, she's got. I I, I am so meticulous on note taking. My notebooks are named after my characters. So she's got the Karotu, the Eleanor, and the Azurina. Azurina, yeah. So you literally know where all the bodies are buried. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, that's because in some oh, cases, yeah. her characters are the ones that killed, made the corpses. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, again, we're, we're not talking about where the GM is necessarily doing something wrong. I mean, it, you know, it's just the fact that if you, you things in the, in the GM's life may make them unable to continue this. You know, they could be they could be going through a divorce. Let me tell you, when you're going through a divorce, you know, sometimes you feel like killing all the characters because you're mad <laughs> about something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. But other times you're really sad because of some, you know, and and, and that can fl- change. You know, you may not be willing to sit down and do the prep work, or you're just, you know, you're distracted. And if it continues too long, and, and then, you know, it can it can literally kill your campaign. So, I mean, it happens. GMs burn out. So, it w- if it is happening, um, then you should plan for uh, a, a graceful exit. Based on how you're feeling at the time, if you do the prep work, you'll find that some of what you're feeling gets put into that and it goes into the overall feel of what's going on. Yeah, your games get darker all of a sudden, just, you know, just either morose or just more, you know... Vicious? Yeah. <laughs> I, I try. Yeah. And that's not fair to the players. I mean, the players, you know, the players came to play a certain game and all of a sudden your personal issues are making it into another game. With the uh, Sunny Skypers, we're getting to a point now where Wilhelm is, he wants to do something else. He's been running our Burning Wheels campaign now for two years, two and a half years, and he basically wants to do something else. Uh, he, he doesn't want to end the game, he just wants to put it on the shelf for a while so he can, you know, let's do it for a while and let other people run, run things. But yeah, it's. I, but we're also getting close to, I think, the other reason why you may want to end a campaign. You're coming to the end of the campaign. You're getting to your goal that you set way back when, and they're, you know, they're about to put the ring in Mount Doom. They're about to, you know, save the princess. You know, basically, they're about to blow up the Death Star. You're getting to yeah. the point where... The major goals of your campaign have been met, or about to be met. Yeah. In the campaign, I've told you about it. It was based on Portal 4. It started out as Escape from the Coptics, and then I just changed it to The Furies because that was the name that the group gave themselves. I ended up, after they they got the Coptics out of the way, I made a big bad for them, which basically was the the Melor that the Kegak infected, who I named The First. And so my players had to sit there and deal with this Melor that knew all of this. And if he pretty much, you know, won, it was end game and for everyone. So I made it where these guys went up against him and it was the battle royale. All of the players and their allies against everything the first had amassed. And it was just the brouhaha to end all brouhaha's. And I built up for about, what, Josie, about a year? You built that up insanely. You you were building up to it so that it was the point either we were going to win this use or it was going to be a total use, party kill. Yeah, use your, use your shield to be carried out on it, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're uh, getting rid of a big bad is probably the most grandiose campaign goal if you're your campaign is ending because your campaign is ending. I mean, yeah, you know, put the ring in Mount Doom or what, but fighting a particular villain, you get past all the mooks, the popcorn, the lieutenants, and you get to that big boss. And it's just, that's that cherry that if you do it right, it's a visceral thrill for the players because you see the looks on their faces when their Mm -hmm. characters are wringing the life out of the villain and just... Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, the look no, at Josie's just... face was divine when we went through that. But, yeah, that is often the biggest thing for, as they said, a campaign is ending because it's ending, is taking out the big bad. Usually also goals, like John stated, like 
putting the ring in Mount Doom or rescuing the princess. Those are other ones. And yeah, you usually, if you don't plan it from the beginning, like I came up with the first about, I'd say 55% way through the the whole campaign arc I came up with. Because you guys took out the Coptics. It's like, I don't want to end the campaign. Ooh, here's an idea. Yeah, they didn't want to end it because we had just joined in. Yeah, um, Josie and her mother Colleen, who was on my show also as Goth Bunny. So yeah, I, so I wanted to, to come up with something else. Right? Yeah, and I think I kind of went overboard. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> um. So yeah, we have objective goals having been met, and that. You, that was when we came up with that idea. That was my first idea. It's like, okay, you've run the course of the campaign arc. And just, you know, um, I, I, I was blanking out on, okay, what are the reasons? And all the stuff that we've stated so far has been all more real-life issues. Yeah. Now, uh, now did you – it like you didn't burn any bridges and – yeah, actually, I think it's it's a good you know a certain set of movies is a good indication of okay you 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 destroyed the empire and you know and you and you you're you've restored the republic. That's pretty much the end of the campaign at that point. But then you ask yourself, but what what's after this? And that's one campaign can be fodder for the next campaign. It can take year take place years later. It could be you know. 20s, you can, you know, just because you ended your campaign doesn't mean you ended the story on that world. You just ended the well, campaign yeah. at that point. I, that particular story, all of my campaigns over the past six years are all predicated on previous, and of course, all mine are linked as fringe worthy, as I'm sure all of our campaigns are. Fringe worthy is our made up framework. Mine are that, okay, stuff that happened on this earth has affected this earth new campaign, you could go to that Earth if you wanted to to find out what's happened since, but mainly you guys are based here. And so, yeah, one campaign can be a jumping board, a starting point for another. And the last thing that I came up with, sometimes the GM and players want to do something different. You know, it's, 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 we've been in the game world a long time, but, but, you know, put your, put your way back machine, way back. Remember, there was a time when pretty much the only thing anybody was playing was D&D. And then somebody came out with this game called Bureau 13. Modern day, fighting ghosts, goblins, vampires, whatever. And then... Later on after that, 10 years after that, someone came out with a game where you got to be the vampire or you got to be the werewolf. And all of a sudden, everybody's minds went crazy. And if you were somebody who was playing in one of these previous campaigns, you might say, you know, I really want to go on and do that. I mean, I don't want to keep playing this game. It's not that there's anything wrong with my game. It's not, you know, nothing at all. We enjoy it, but we want to do something different because there's something different to do. And everybody's talking about it. We're all excited about it. So let's, you know, let's not try to hold back the tide here. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's time to, 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 you know, you know, make, you know, make appropriate plans. We probably should de- define what we mean by a campaign. I mean, everything else we were talking about, but I've, I played in games where we played in the same game world, but they're all were like more like TV shows, episodics. They really weren't connected to each other. You know, they were okay, yeah, indivi- overarching story. A good example would be Farscape. The whole point of it was John. He's lost in space. He's trying to get home. And so, Babylon, yeah, 5. Babylon 5 is another one. That would be a campaign. Uh, liken it to a TV series. Hey, do it like this. This will make it really simple. Star Trek, the five-year mission was a campaign. Yeah, yeah. right. And if they had actually done that, then it would, would have been. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been the yeah. campaign. But, right. Well, no, I wouldn't. No, actually, I would say Star Trek is the other game. It's the episodic game because there's very little continuity between episodes. 
not in the not in the early ones, but in the later series there was. And certainly there was, you know, in Voyager. It was all about getting home. Right. Okay, yeah. So yep. Voyager, that whole series, the Voyager series was a campaign. With a really bad GM leaving the game, leaving the game, so you decided to wrap it up all at the last minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, I've had hey, dude. That's how a lot of campaigns go like that. If there's not a lot of time, sometimes you can you have to use some pretty heavy-handed tactics in order to wrap things up, and we're going to talk about that too. So, all right, can you think of any other reasons why you might need to close off uh, end a campaign? So one of the things that I, that I I know has happened in our campaign and stuff is that you know we'll we'll start the campaign out and we'll have high hopes and it's just not panning out like the game the the and there's there's nothing to be done about it like we might even play the same game again just make up new characters and, and start over just something gets broken along the way to where it's mm. not broken that you can't play it. It's just it's not doing what you wanted it to do. You're not you're not capturing the feel that you wanted. The characters maybe the characters aren't meshing properly. It just it's missing that chemistry. Kind of like when you're watching a movie and this this couple is supposed to be together, right? But it's just not you're just not you're not buying it. So you know maybe yeah. Well, actually, I thought of that actually because that's kind of what happened with a couple of games I ran uh, online in that I really didn't have an end goal in mind. Yes, all the series were connected. There was continuity and everything, but there really was no end goal. And we, how can I say, we lost our way. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and sometimes it's really weird to say this. It's just like, well, we'll just, you know, just change the direction or fix it or whatever. And it's like, and it's like, you know, it's really weird, but we just can't. Like, it just won't work. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's time to make new characters because, you know, yeah. too much has happened. For these characters mm-hmm. or or maybe something becomes unrepairable like you know a character does something in the game that mm-hmm. you just can't fix like they 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 have they do some action like let's say you're playing bureau 13 um and one of the characters uh you know decides to kill somebody and it turns out that the person that they killed i don't know for whatever reason it becomes you know becomes a big popular thing or or just it was in public or or they, they i don't know they exposed the bureau or whatever and it's just something that's like well, but the but we can't you know this never going to recover for these characters like they're never going to be able to get back into the groove that we had and i, I don't know what to do with them uh, that's a terrible thing to happen it does happen but i think I think our, our time is better spent talking about how where we have a campaign and for one reason or another, it, it has to end, okay? And then we say, okay, now what do we do? How do we make it end in a way that is satisfying and possibly lead, you know, lead, leads to something better? Well, I, I got it. I got it. I know one we haven't mentioned. So your characters are leveling up, right? You know, you're, you're, you're getting experience. You're going on adventure, getting experience. And your characters just become too good they're, they're they are now so good that you, you run into that level up problem it's just like well you know the only thing i thought you now are super demons or you know um uh you know depending on what camp what kind of campaign you're playing or what game you're playing you know it's just like you can't fight regular people anymore because it, it won't be any fun whatsoever so we we've just leveled up to the point to where your characters they need to retire because yeah uh, I, I have that with my campaigns is that in 25, well, no, heck, I've been gaming now for almost 40 years. I've never run what would be known in, like, D&D as an epic-level campaign. I I usually end my campaigns, if it's a 20-level class, I usually end mine around 18th level because I just realize, yeah, they're getting to be very powerful where their world-spanning personalities and just after a while, you either turn them to where they are the premier beings on that game world, or like in D&D, okay, you're now pl- among the planes and you just are like, you can't walk into a bar without being, you know, either threatened or stopped by crowds. And it's just, yeah, you've gotten too powerful. Hey, Trev, just, yeah. <laughs> that's what the game master's like. Well, what are you going to do this week? I don't know. Uh, Storm Beholders attack you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I know. I know. Let's, let's go to Valhalla and take on the, the Norse gods again. Again. Oh, oh it's yeah. time to whip out deities and demigods. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
can take another Pantheon. Yeah, uh, in in Bureau 13 terms, this, this is how you know when your party has become too powerful. You're here to stop us from summoning Great Cthulhu? No, no, no. Summon them. We're, we're waiting. Go ahead. Finish up. <laughs> <laughs> what? A hundred, a hundred great Millers? Yeah, okay. Give me a, yeah, let me finish my coffee first. So, so I think a corollary to what you're saying is, is that where the characters become so powerful that either the game world, you know, doesn't provide a challenge for them anymore, or they'll break the game world if they keep playing. I was saying, I wouldn't mention a certain game system where that happens routinely. Gurps, uh, you know, but, you know. Uh. Aren't you mistaken? Isn't that Riffs? No, Gurps is bad for that, too, because when you, once you get into the super-powered characters, they break the system. They're just too dang powerful. Yeah, I mean, basically, it, 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 well, in fact, in, in a system, once you get up, once you get above, a, I would say, uh, above the ten, you get into the five percentile of of, of of what's humanly possible. Your character's too powerful for most for most games and most monsters. Now, your GM's got to come up with gods to challenge your characters at, at some point. Oh yeah, because, because there's normal- a lot of there's a lot of times I'm having to throw in you know an OGO game. After a while, I'm having to throw like high level demons and that ilk at my players because just any other type of normal fantasy creature, it's just like, eh. Or I gotta come up with a new rule to make them more powerful or add templates to them. And just after a while, you have the, what is it, the, the kaiju, fiendish, chaotic, undead, undead. Uh, with ninja levels, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, with psionic with ninja levels, yeah, and just you're like Actually, after a while you're like okay, this brain, just credibility's okay. gone. Okay, my brain yeah. broke just hearing that. Well, that's the point. I mean, I, I, you got to come up with something that, ridiculous, something that ridiculous to be a threat. Yeah. And well, yeah, you may you, yeah, you may like, you may you may joke you may joke about undead kaiju, but. One of the Godzilla movies destroy. I think uh, all monsters attack. Godzilla was a zombie. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A a a radioactive undead kaiju. Okay. Powered by the dead of World War Two. <laughs> that's one of the, that's one of those things you look at your bare resume. <laughs> hey, look! I forgot to leave something on at home. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know it happens, all right. And, and this, like I said, you, you get to a point you can see the handwriting on the wall, and so you're like, okay, so what do we do? Okay, we don't, you know, we nobody is probably gonna, nobody just wants to close up, you know, their their folders or you know, take their character sheets and laminate them and put them on the wall. Not until they do something to to make it memorable the end of the campaign so how do we do it how do we make it you know you know make the campaign the end of the campaign memorable worth doing okay the first, and the first thing is buy in everybody's got to buy in okay you know that we are ending the campaign and you are all going to be part of it, and you all have to help us, and you have to keep in mind the fact that this campaign is ending. So do not decide, you know, do something that you know, is going to spawn a new campaign immediately out of the, the, the ruins of this one because this campaign is ending. You don't have to tie up all loose threads. You just gotta get the major ones, the the minor ones. You know, like who who was that person you ran to in the bars? You know, two years ago. Don't worry about it. It was nothing. You know, it's just it's a plot line that didn't pan out. Don't worry about that one. But you know, maybe it's not important to you. Maybe it's important to somebody else. Maybe some of the characters really did care. And see, that's those those lost or forgotten plot lines. I disagree, John. I think it's a great time to bring those puppies back because then your mind is going to go back however long it's been to those to that time and it's going to help you remember 
those adventures. It's going to tie it all up into a nice little bow because it's you know you're going to have these things that uh, that, that they use in memory uh, uh, research to go and say how do we have all these different disparate things, all these different adventures, all these different characters, all of these hours and hours we spent. How do we put it together in a way that two years from now we can think back and remember how awesome our campaign was and how, uh, and how awesome the finish was? Well, by you know not not only being the end of the campaign, but but you know using those touchstones to link back to the other experiences that were worthwhile and bringing it all forward. You know, all that momentum forward, use it to build the momentum, and then, boom, end it. Well, I got I got a point about John saying, oh, well, this plot line here, it's not important. Again, I'm going to fall back on Farscape. Now, you know the Peacekeeper Wars came out in 03, wrapped up the big scare in Peacekeeper line. There is a plot yeah. line that was not touched. The whole Nabari contagion thing. With Chiana, with the disease she had inside her, and the establishment, they were going to set it all off all over the galaxy at once. That plot line was never touched. Yet it, you know, they devoted like two or three episodes to it, and yet you don't hear anything about it. It never got tested again. Just it's like yeah, the, the, it's like the pot. It's like the 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 the. Uh, the uh, was it not symbiotes? The the puppeteers in the Federation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was brought up, and they they looked at it and said no. And that storyline was more or less squashed. And that, that, that what may have happened in Farscape. The, they looked at it and said, yeah, you know what? I don't want to do Plague Hospital. <sighs> at that point, so some storylines may be dead because no one wanted to do them. Well, it, I, I think it was along the lines of they. It's out there still. It's just, well, the mm-hmm. establishment is not kicked in whatever it is that yeah. will activate this contagion and just drop all the societies. Then the Nabari come in and take over. Yeah. Who knows? This, the Farscape movie that's in production th- may do that. But anyways. I thought I thought actually they were sort of like, didn't Chiana t- t- uh, team up with uh, D- Dargo's son? Uh, no, that was about going back to his world. Wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, still, that whole plot yeah. line that the contagion is out there was never dealt with mm-hmm. again. But I'm yeah. just saying that you you mentioned plot lines that, oh, yeah, you might have like 12 plot lines you've had going throughout this, but you only wrap up maybe six and leave those other six behind. I was just using the Farscape as an example. I was furthering yeah. your discussion on that. But yeah. Uh, I also uh, see. Go ahead. You know, I, say, I also was thinking of not major plot. To me, that's like a major plot line that was abandoned. I'm thinking more along of a minor plot line, like you know, you, you, oh. ha- you decide in one one game where you know they meet a, a stranger and he's and he's been and he puts him on several adventures, and then he disappears and no one knows what he is. And you know, he, all he really was was just a character to get all adventures. And but they they sort of but it's sort of like a little minor plot line of like who he was because he never said who he was and what why he wanted the ventures to do what they're doing, you know and and you sort of you and you, you get to a point in the campaign where you realize I don't like that sort of you know we meet in a bar and meet a stranger we drop that plot we drop that concept and but still the players may view that as a plot line because hey this mysterious guy would keep giving his adventures who was he. You well, know, it's kind of that, that was, would be on the red herring category then. It's like, oh, yeah, you yeah. think that it's something important. No, it was just a deus ex machina is the term, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But you can use him in the, in the ending of the campaign. First of all, they're going to all know who he is. And then, but then you can say, this is who I am, and this is why I've been doing this, because I've been preparing you. I, you know, I've, been, I've been watching you, and now... You know, things have gone ahead, you know, unbeknownst to you, foul things have been growing. And now we need people of your metal to, you know, to do what needs to be done. And so I hope that you, you know, appreciate what I've done for you all these years, because now I'm calling in that marker because I need you. The world needs you. 
Never mind. They're like, wait a minute, you put us through all that hell, and now you, oh, you and son of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, we it also because of the stuff you put you us know, through. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. You mean we went in there for this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, uh, you, know, you, you you you'd be tempted to pull the old uh, uh, because I am really and he pulls up and he's, he's the other major major NPC in your game, you know that they've met otherwise. But you know, he I, I also was the quest giver. You know, that's the point where he gets skewered by the barbarian with his sword. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you find out that the big bad was actually your 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 mentor all along. Gee, there's, there's no movies that have that, is there? Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, so what I have here is go uh, go out with a bang. So you can decide to go out with a serious bang in the sense that you know there's going to be some great quest to go after, and when it happens. You know, it's it's one of those do or die scenarios. If you you know, if you don't succeed, then the world is is over. You know, or it's going to be so utterly changed that you might as well. You know, it's it's not going to be the the world that any of them want to live in. Or yeah, and this and this can set you up for the noble sacrifice. You know, if if you know that the noble sacrifice is coming, then you can get behind it. And even do it because, hey, you know, I'm not going to be playing this character, so I can go full out. I don't have to worry about, you know, I can burn through all my magic items. I can use that potion that I've been hoarding for 10 levels because no one, I've never found it anywhere else, you know. And I always thought that one day I might need it. Well, now's the time. Yeah. <laughs> that ring of wishes that I never used. Yep, bingo, exactly. Exactly that. Um, in the Furies campaign, it, the um, making the noble sacrifice point, our fellow DJ Perky Goth basically made a Time Lord, but I hooked it into the whole Fringeworthy thing. And so because she knew about the Commonwealth and the first knew about her, she set herself up for the noble sacrifice. She was willing to just basically say... Yeah, here I am, couldn't get me. Because we knew the campaign was going to go out with a bang. She wasn't going to play this character anymore. So yeah, that is a good way to do it. Because you just realize anything goes to get the plot done at this point. You will, you know, what is it, when you've done when you've done everything saying you were willing to give the ridiculous a try. <laughs> and so you're going to just, you know, guns blazing. I didn't know it was impossible until I did it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Memorable yeah. does not begin yeah. to describe that fight. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well, you I want mean, that. You want that. You want when you end a campaign like that, Josie. Josie's been role playing for about ten years, so she is the neophyte among us. I mean, all four of us here have at least thirty-five years of well, gaming under our belts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, but anyways, yeah. When it's you more. Like less than anyway, anyways, anyways. <laughs> when you go out and you do this, when you're wanting to end a campaign and it's just gung ho, you want it where you're telling this story years later, decades oh, yes. later. At some point, I yes. will gather together this. all of my notes on that last one. And yes. Just this this is your opportunity to create that no kidding there we were story that you that people have been telling to you at cons for years this is your moment to to basically strike the iron and make that happen you're the ghostbusters and goes with, and goes of the gozerian is the state puff marshmallow man and you decide the only way to get rid of them is to cross the streams yeah uh, <laughs> Or maybe you find out what would have happened if you said, I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the exact same thing, but you know. <laughs> I, 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 they, 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 on how it should have ended uh, on YouTube, they did that. And, and, he, he, and so he did that, and she said, really? I thought I was the last one. Oh, man, this is great. And they said, yeah. And then they hosed her. <laughs> <laughs> 
she was all ready to party down. Yeah, she she was so lonely. Oh, the last god left. Yeah, but okay. So there's you know there's that. I mean, there's the Big Bang. You know, the do or die scenario, which might have a noble sacrifice in it. Okay, the no kidding. There we were. You know, story that you want to tell. Okay, but that's not the only possibility. Okay, the other one. You know, for those who aren't into the you know enormous cataclysmic ending is the you complete me ending which is you reach the you know, all your personal goals whatever your personal goals have been in the game you get to complete them you get to finally achieve them and that's actually usually harder because they are probably fairly disparate you know and the gm's going to have to really work hard to get everybody you know to come up with some kind of a storyline that allow you to weave all your different goals together so that you actually can complete it if you always wanted to marry the you know, the prince let's you know it's time to make that happen okay or if you you know always wanted to you know uh, you wanted to become the the head of the church you, know, you finally can reach that vaulted level that you've always wanted. You know, I've never played a character this 20th level. Well, it's time for you to play that character. You know, uh, or you know, maybe you've always wanted a, a specific magic item or set of magic items. Okay, or even if you're playing science fiction, a, a, a tech power armor. You know, I, I want I want to be in the 50 foot mech. You know, I want to, you know, I want to have, and, and I'm the only one who has one. And I'm walking along and crushing small, you know, uh, hamlets underneath my feet as I go along. If that's been your goal all the campaign. The whole reason you got into this game in the first place was because you wanted to get to that moment. This is the time to make that happen. Yeah, you yeah, find hey, the one-armed man who killed your wife. Yeah, we actually, you know, what? We, we actually did that um, just recently. We just, I mean, just last week finished up a, a long campaign we've been running on. One, uh, it's been running about a year and a half now, and it was a seven C campaign. And um, I had a character, and when I made him up, one of the things I took as a background was this this character, this this villain, this foul being. Who had killed my character's sister, and I wanted revenge on him. But he was—he was a high-level character. There was no way I was going to be able to do it in the beginning of the game. He was connected. He was a noble, and all this stuff. But as we adventured on and, and did our stuff, uh, we all became, you know, more renowned and, and more powerful, and, and all that. Um, but then, like everybody else, had their goals as well. Well, while we were working on all these other goals, because the, the character I was playing was – I don't know if you're familiar with 7C, but this area called Usura, which is like basically Russia. Uh, we didn't do much adventuring there. So a lot of stuff that I wanted to do didn't happen and I was helping everybody else. And basically their stories all basic – for the most part got resolved. And near the end of the campaign, I was like, all right, it's time for me. And so we wrapped up the rest of their stuff and then the game master said, all right, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to end this. So it was, it was completely well planned. Uh, he said he, – he gave everybody – he said, look, you all have a year to take off and, and get your affairs in order and do stuff and you know you can return home because we all come from different lands and, and spend some of your, your money that you've earned and set up stuff and you know set up your character's retirement basically. So we did. We all like put – he gave us a bunch of experience points and we bought things. Like I bought a school because I was going to retire as a teacher and teach my, my sword school that I had learned um, and had advanced in. And uh, so, yeah, so so two weeks ago, he started the, the, the mini arc of me getting my revenge. So in two adventures, my character got his revenge, killed the bad guy, uh, and it was the last – it basically wrapped up. It was the last thing to wrap up for everybody. And then so my character is happily retired, running his school, um, and has, has avenged his sister's death. So that was really cool the way we wrapped that up. Yeah, some some game systems are easier to do this with because uh, I've been playing Burning Burning Wheel. If you're not familiar with the system, part of it is setting up uh, a, a goal, a overarching goal for your character, and then the, every every uh, se- session you set up these little minor minor goals. You know, basically you have an oath you take. I'm going to do blah, and then you have these little minor goals you have to achieve for the se- for the session. And we're getting to the point now where at least Two of the characters will be achieving their goals. 
their 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 major oaths. Um, my character Oofkill the Brewer is gonna s- start the new brewer in Scoria Deep, and Prince Fandrel is <laughs> gonna become Prince of Scoria Deep. So at least two of our go- two of us our goals are going to you know be achieved. You know. <laughs> hey, can I throw in a plug? Sure. All right, it has to do with your burning wheel. That's why. So yes. on Game School, an episode that's up now, I think it's the third one, we talked to Mr. Crane, Mr. Luke Crane, the guy who did Burning Wheel, um, and, we, and it's his system, um, Torchbearer, which is based off of, um, is based off of uh, a Burning Wheel. I mean, it's, it's a modification of it. Um, and he talks about that. So that was really cool. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about, John. Mm-hmm. It was, it's really neat the, the way they set up their goals. It's like, and before you go on an adventure that night, you have to set up a mini goal. And um, yep. so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, my first experience with it was with Mouse Guard. Uh, it's probably a variation of Mouse Guard, which you're playing. Mouse Guard was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, Mouse that's Guard, right. yeah. Mouse Guard's, you know, Burning Wheel and Training Wheels. Burning Wheel itself. I mean, the book itself is pretty dang cheap. 20 bucks for a book about two and in- two inches thick you can't beat that uh but it is really in depth and it really and you know it is called the burner and yes you you know you do go through and burn a lot of things but it's also a game we don't run into the problem of super superhero characters in the um was it 30 sessions we've played so far over the past two years we've Barely gotten to the point where I might actually get uh, it's called gray shading. I may actually be able to gray shade one thing, but only if I can get some more, get another deed done. Deeds are an actually specific game mechanic, which I'm not going to go into. But yeah, right. I, I would love to be able to, hey, William, if you listen to the show, I would love to actually get a deed in so I can actually gray shade my character's will, which means that everything succeeds on a three, four, five, six. Instead hey, of a four, five, six. <laughs> hey, John, to keep this uh, tri-tac centric, right? Yeah. What What of our what game of ours that has um uh, that is systemless uh, would fit with that system? Do you think? Actually, it does have this. No, actually, take this back. Um, the three, the uh, yes, I'm saying three. The three, the three incursion games. The the, the game has a built-in goal: get back to Earth. Okay, but I mean, so I'm like, what? What's like, if you were to use the burning burning wheel system, right? Just basically Ooh. use that as your as your system with the goals and all the stuff, all the trappings, right? What of our games, of our systemless games, could you use that with? Like, would that mm-hmm. be a good one for uh, Weird Zone? I th- maybe right. Could be. Uh, I actually um, because I've seen that someone do a hack f- a hack for it, um, Heradicator. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. There you go. Right. I just wanted to bring it around to TriTac, you know, because we're yeah. we're talking. Oh yeah. About oh yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> and and there, there are some hacks out there. Some uh, you know these are not official hacks, but I can see a burning wheel hack for Bureau Thirteen. So it'd be a way to make sure your characters don't get too powerful, but they have goals, and they may have goals that don't mesh with the bureaus. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the force said, mention you know I want to bring my mother back. Oh, yeah, this is feeling from Full Metal Alchemist, but yeah, I want to bring my mother back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we digress. Here, here, here's a good thing that Blitz brought this up. Okay, ending a campaign. Wait, plot lines to end the campaign for the various TriTac games. I say we just tick them all off and say, okay, things, how to end a particular campaign based on that game, like for Bureau 13, Fringeworthy, Weird Zone, uh, Eradicator, FTL, Incursion. I mean, the main ones for all of those. Bureau 13, I really don't see there, that there be anything grand yeah. that would wrap up the campaign. The uh, Bureau goes public. Oh yeah. Okay, not necessarily a good end, but yeah. No, it can be a good end. That's that's all part of the GM and the players deciding how they want to go. Yeah, I mean, Richard, Richard originally, Bureau Thirteen was going to be part of the FTL universe when Richard scrapped it, but in that version, it was public, but only for Psionics because Psionics became public. 
in the big way. So, yeah, but the, the supernatural was still secret. So you could go public that way where you're just dealing with what aspect that the Bureau has to deal with. And they claim that that's what they work with. They work with psionics and keep them under control. They, we don't talk about the gods and demons and aliens from space, you know. And since it's in the Incursion universe, God, all those aliens in space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it been Incursion, as I said, getting back to Earth for all three ships, you know. <laughs> bringing, the Arda- bringing the Ardana new would be the biggest prize because that's a fully functional Ashani ship. Yep. Bringing that back home would be the big prize. But bringing home the the sub and the uh, the, the Canadians and the and, and the and the and the Polish ship, you can see how it's been adapted to Earth technology, and maybe that may help us bet even more in in doing something that the uh, rest of the galaxy can't seem to do, which is reverse engineer our shiny technology. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, of course they have. I mean, that's that's what a black box is, John. No, no. Yeah, that's true, but it's not a white yeah, box. Humans. I know. Well, no one's ever going to do a white box. Black box technology is above human technology right now. The only people on Incursions Earth that could probably do black box technology would be, I don't know, Ray Robertson? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He'd be the only one that he'd look at it and go, oh, yeah, nanotech. Yeah, I've been doing this now for about 10 years. Yeah, I got this. Picotech. Yeah, Pico and Fendotech. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't know, Pico and Femdotech are smaller than nanites. That means they're smaller than atoms, then. Yes. <laughs> We're working with quarks. Yeah, subatomic-sized robots, basically. Yeah, if you think nanotech is theoretical, this stuff is even more so, folks. So, yeah, in case, that you know... That kind of stuff terrifies me. Well, yeah, it, it's something I only learned about the past... Few, Few years from a former roommate, but hey, well, that, that's because you're sane. Yeah, <laughs> it should terrify you. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm at least partially sane, and I've watched Top Ten Ways to yeah. Destroy the World. Yeah, Grey Goo. Yeah, right. But no, I just um, want to explain that for people who didn't know the term. Yeah. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be having your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.